Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Welcome in to another edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. It's deja vu at South Boston Speedway this past weekend, the Commonwealth 225, where we saw multi-race winners on both the pro late model side and the late model stock car side. we got our friends Tony Stevens and Lenny Baticki on the call. Through the KRC Power Steering Start Zone, William Swanch leads the pro late model field down, and the Commonwealth 225 is underway. Tony, these cars sound good on a Saturday afternoon. Single file in this one as William Sawalich leads the field. Luke Finhouse, Ryan Moore, and Moore looking a little bit racy for that second spot on Luke Finhouse. Dive to the inside now off turn number two does Ryan Moore. Very quick in practice was Ryan Moore. New leader, lap number 31, Ryan Moore by mere inches. He is wheeling that thing and he... Swalich, oh, huge moment for him and Luke Finhouse. What a save by all three drivers. Look at Brent Cruz now up in the second. That could have got ugly for everybody, Cruz included Lenny, but what a save. And I was getting ready to say, Moore is not giving him a lot of room, but just enough. 35 laps to go. Can William Swalich get back to the front of this field? Every little bit, and Lenny, as we said, slower traffic ahead. Rusty Skews in the eight, and Luke Moore in the 49. The leaders lead on one another, and down the back straight away. Cruz ain't going to take any of that. He'll feed it right back to Ryan Moore. Near contact to get off turn number four of the outside wall. And all of this is allowing William Solange to close in. And still, Cruz cannot clear Ryan Moore. Ryan Moore for Maine has probably played hockey. He knows what a hip check is. Cruz for North Carolina, maybe not so much. But Cruz, oh, big oh. problems. Turn one. Moore and Cruz get tangled up. William Sawalich comes through to the race lead, and caution is out. Here, through the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone, William Sawalich and Austin McDonald near even at the start-finish line. For the race win, Sawalich perhaps off on the outside, gets the race lead, but look at Finhouse trying to rim ride around Austin McDonald. Finhouse is another driver searching for his first win. Swalich in command. About six weeks ago, we saw an incident at Tri-County Motor Speedway where the second place driver made contact with the leader coming to the checkered flag. One of those players is the same, the other is not. A lap and a half remaining. Does Finhouse use the bumper on Swalich? White flag is in the air this time. Big slide by Finhouse. The gap is now a full length and a half, and that may have been all she wrote for Luke Finhouse as they motor down the back stretch, and Swalich has opened it up to three car lengths. And one more time, the sixth win of the season. William Swalich will win the pro lane model portion of the Solid Rock Carriers car. Here at South Boston Speedway. William Sawalowicz 
six-time winner on the Pro Late Model side after his victory at South Boston Speedway on Saturday afternoon. Luke Fenhouse finished second. Austin McDonald third. Buddy Koloff finished fourth. Nick Loden finished fifth. Caden Quapple sixth. Cody King seventh. Ryan Moore eighth. Logan Jones ninth. Rusty Skews round out the top ten. Heading into the season finale at Caraway Speedway next weekend, Luke Fenhouse holds a 19-point lead over Caden Quapple. William Swalowicz, even though he's won six races, he's only run nine races. He's 41 markers back, so he's pretty much out of it. The only person that really has a chance is Caden Quapple, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. Austin McDonald fourth. Cody King is fifth. After the Pro Late Models wrapped up their feature event on Saturday afternoon, Late Model Stock Cars took stage. We go back to Tony Stevens and Lenny Patiki in Pit Road TV. Landon Pimbleton leads the field through the KRC Power Steering Start Zone, and the Commonwealth 225 is underway. Wow, did he get a start on the outside and just flying. Pimbleton, the zero car, comes out of corner number four, and we've made one complete lap with this thundering herd as they all go by. 18 laps have been completed. Landon Pimbleton and Lane Riggs will lead the field through the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone. And after a lengthy cleanup in turn number one, the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour is underway yet again. 26 one-thousandths of a second was the gap one lap ago in favor of Landon Pimbleton. This time out of turn number four, new leader it appears. Yes, Lane Riggs will lead lap number 53. This is position four, five, six, seven, and eight. This five-car pack led by Jacob Hefner and Quapple still stuck on the bottom of the racetrack. And just like that, Carson Quapple decided it's time to go, Lenny. He caught up now to the 95 of Jacob Hefner. It's almost like he decided, I'm done playing games. We're down to 35 laps to go this time. If I get a shot to win this race, I better start trying to pay attention to that. Yeah, he definitely so. Quaffle moving up to third. Outside move there as Pimbleton goes after Riggs. A little bit of bumper tag between Landon Pimbleton and Lane Riggs. Can he pull away from Landon Pimbleton? And on top of that, has Lane Riggs got anything to get up to Carson Quapple in the final 12 and a half laps? There's no championship on the line. At this point, it's all about pride and all about trying to win a race in front of what ultimately is a hometown crowd. And there it is. Lane Riggs repaid the favor. The crowd, half of them on their feet, half of them making gestures. And now Lane Riggs is at the second with 11 laps to go. Through turns three and four. Carson Quapple sees the white flag from Brandon Willard. One final trip around the South Boston Speedway in the Commonwealth 225. He laid back early, fell back to mid-pack and charged late. And Carson Quapple sets that car through turns three and four to win not only the Commonwealth 225, but the 2022 Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour Late Model Stock Championship with a race to go here this season. What a performance by Carson Quapple. Carson Quapple, your Renner, Lane Riggs finished second. Landon Pimbleton, who sat on the pole, finished third. Connor Hall, fourth. Zach Miracle, fifth. Jacob Hefner finished sixth. Deke McCaskill, seventh. Eighth went to Mason Diaz. Bobby McCarty, ninth. Minnie Tyrell with his first top ten finish of the season at South Boston Speedway. Again, 
going, late model stock cars took to the racetrack. And after it was all said and done, Carson Quapel also wrapped up the 2022 late model stock car championship with one race to go. Late model stock cars head to Caraway Speedway for their season finale next weekend as well in the Pereira Tank Lines North-South Shootout. Looking at points heading into that race, even though Carson Quapel has wrapped up the championship, Connor Hall, Caden Honeycutt, Jacob Hefner, Chad McCombie, Connor Jones, Mason Diaz, Brandon Pierce, Bobby McCarty, Zach Miracle are your top 10 in points. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll come down pit road. Sticker up. We return. We'll talk to the driver of the Lee Pullion Performance, late model stock car number two, Brandon Pierce. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Furniture for less. Prices 30 to 40% less than the big box furniture stores. Conveniently located 3301 Richlands Highway, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Call Adam Resnick, 910-540-7157. That's 910-540-7157. For all your furniture needs, give them a call. Furniture for Less, official furniture supplier of the Stickered Up podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Furniture for Less, Jacksonville. Practice, race, win. At Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW chassis, they feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory lane. Online at performancecenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400. This is Carson Quapple, driver of the number eight junior motorsports iRacing Chevrolet. This is Stickered Up Podcast. Green flag back out this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Wraps Hotline, driver of the Lee Pulliam Performance Late Model Stock Car on the Cars Tour, Brandon Pierce. Brandon, welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thanks for having me. I uh, really, really appreciate it. We've tried to do this a couple times and just never worked out, but uh, I'm glad to finally be on for sure. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you, you're, you've been obviously been a staple of the Cars Tour. You, uh, you've been a member of the Tour in 12 uh, since its inception, and uh, you've really committed uh, your racing career here in the last few years to the Cars Tour. Great run at South Boston on Saturday afternoon. Uh, started 25th. Uh, it's been kind of a common theme for you. You haven't really qualified well all year, but 
made your way all the way up to 11th 14 uh positions increased uh the hard charger of the race and your car owner lee pullian made the comment that if uh it was a 200 lap race at south boston on saturday afternoon you guys probably been in victory lane talk a little bit about saturday afternoon at south boston yeah um i just hate it for our guys you know as you said first and foremost i gotta thank them and and luckily enough was still able to give them a, a pretty valiant effort um i just didn't really drive the car i don't know if it was a mixture uh, we're still trying to figure out if i didn't drive it hard enough or drove it too hard um i think i drove it too hard just because you know i know you've been to plenty of races there and you know it's a place that you got to be on edge but if you try to get too much because of of the you know asphalt there now it, it's wore away some but it's still very very grippy you actually just you know kind of overrun the corner as far as what the car is you know allowed to do and it kills the lap so that got us mired back there as you said starting 25th and um you know i really thought it was gonna be a long afternoon because uh unlike the the july race up there for the nascar race at south boston normally this race it's so hard to pass and that's kind of how it was the first 65 70 laps you know i just kind of kept working couldn't really go anywhere everybody was running the top um you know i tried to go to the bottom a couple times but it just everybody's cars i think at that point still was was pretty hooked up and you just couldn't make any progress and finally there with about 50 or so to go uh, i committed to go back to the bottom and I forget who I was around, but made that pass pretty quick. And then I just told myself that I was going to commit there and, and run the rest of the afternoon there. And that's what we did. And finally, I think we were 15th or 16th at that last caution with 24 to go. And just came up one spot short of getting that top 10. But, um, you know, I definitely think Lee's right. If, if it would have been, you know, the eight was really good. Lane was really good. Landon was really good. So, you know, I don't know if we would have been, you know, catching those guys is one thing. Passing them, of course, is a whole other story. So um, I think we definitely could have got there. Whether we would have been the one to come out on top or not, you know, I'm not sure. We'll never know. But still a, a decent run for us uh, at a place that, you know, I've called home for a couple years and, and got my start in my racing career. So, uh, and then obviously for Lee, you know, the shop's just 15 minutes down the road. So we had a lot of his family and friends and people that are supporters of Lee Poy and performance out there. So was glad to at least give him a decent showing for sure. Brandon, you currently sit eighth in points, championship points with one race remaining. And uh, obviously Carson Quapel locked up the, the championship on Saturday with, he's just, he's been pretty much untouchable all year, but, but you know, you're only six points out of sixth place. Um, in points, six top tens and fourteen starts. Uh, how important is it for you and, and your team going into Caraway next weekend to to potentially get a top, you know, top six in points, maybe even a top fifth if Chad McCombie has some trouble? Yeah, uh, Stephen, I think it'd be huge. You know, um, really and truly, there's no sugarcoating it, and, and I think that's been a lot of guys. Um, you know, Achilles' heel this year. The thing that has bit us the most that you know anybody who's followed my career or, or looks at the the car store stats they do a great job and so do you of of putting that out there for for all the fans and everybody to see we've had more dnfs this year than i've had combined my previous four seasons in the tour um and you know it's just it, dns are tough you know it's it's just really really hard to overcome those and, and what you lose like you said especially when you take somebody like junior motorsports and carson quapel and and how tough those guys are each and every week so um it would be huge for us to end the season on a high note for sure um you know like south boston minus me you know getting us mired back a little there too far with qualifying 
pretty much all year when we've when we finished we finished decent you know we don't have a top five yet but we've got two sixth place finishes at hickory a track that in my you know for me in my career hasn't been that great but this year i figured out a little something there and it was pretty good to us um like i said that actually those two finishes were our two best finishes in the tour this year so but going to Caraway, um i finished uh, fifth there last year uh, we had some damage there for the opening race this year, and so we kind of just fought all day and came home 10th. But it's a track that's been decent to us when we've ran there, so I know that myself, along with Lee, is looking forward to it. Uh, it's not too far up the road from my house, so be another one where I'll have some family and friends out there and would love to end the season on a high note and, like you said, you know, maybe make uh, the most out of the deal and, and gain max points and maybe get us back closer to that top five in points, potentially fifth if Chad and them do have some bad luck. But you know, he's another one. I don't wish bad luck on anybody. And, uh, his, uh, his engine letting go this weekend was pretty spectacular. I had a, luckily I wasn't right up on it, but I was close enough to see all that. And, uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was definitely scary for sure. Talking with Brandon Pierce on the GSX Raps Hotline here on Stickered Up. And Brandon, as the Cars Tour season does wrap up at Caraway next weekend, we, we, we continue into what most people call big money race season uh, in a place that, that you're really, really good at and, and one that I think owes you uh, Florence Motor Speedway, the South Carolina 400 coming up uh, in November. Uh, a racetrack that you've been really good at. You've, you've, you've come close to wins the last couple of times you've been down there is that a race that you get excited about looking forward to in here in a few weeks yes yeah, even it is man you know uh, i appreciate that it's actually funny you bring that up i actually last night sitting home with my fiance went back and and re-watched the the um broadcast that you got to uh tag team with tony on and commentate for for the car store race down there uh, in october last year and uh I was coming at the end of that one and then turned right around and backed it up uh, for the South Carolina 400 last year. And then we also had a really strong showing down there uh, back in February this year for the icebreaker. And uh, I just made a rookie mistake, which, you know, for for how many years I have under my belt now, I shouldn't have done. But it's easy to do when you're trying to chase somebody down like Josh Berry. And I just let him bait me and I ran his pace and burnt my stuff up there at the end. So we fell from second to fifth, but still a good showing. I mean, like you said, the car show race, we finished second, the 400, we finished third, and then the icebreaker, we finished fifth. So we've been right there. And it's definitely one I've had circled all year. Uh, it's one that I've been ready to get down there too. I'd be lying if I told you that I kind of wish it was this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just really excited to get down there. And then, uh, you know, obviously I think it was made known to the rest of the country today that Mr. Dale Jr. will be making appearance again in the late model stock this year and going to come down there. And obviously that's, you know, big news and, um, you know, kudos to him for doing that. But, uh, you know, for me and, and our group, we just have to approach it as another race and, and more importantly, a race that we do strongly feel like we can win with the success we've had there of late. And to segue into that again, I was going to bring that up. Dale Jr. has committed to run uh, at Florence, uh, a racetrack that he ran at when he ran late models uh, before he started his Xfinity and his cup career. Um, but you were able to go on the Dale Jr. download uh, a few weeks ago when you guys were at North Wilkesboro. Talk a little bit about that experience and what that meant to you. Yeah, you know, um, I actually got to give props to my dad. Uh, he and I listen to the download every once in a while, and uh, especially more so now than than I would say previously. I started really listening to it quite a bit uh, beginning of this year, and he was listening to the to that episode that particular night. And Dale had kind of thrown out there that you know, hey, you late model stock racers, I want you guys to reach out to me via Twitter and social media, and and uh and come on and talk and so dad said hey you know go listen to the replay of the podcast and 
reach out to Dale. And so I said, all right, the heck with it. So I did it. And the very next morning, man, it was early. I had just gotten to work. I mean, it was before seven 30 phone was going off and, and it was Dale reaching out. And, uh, I had to kind of pinch myself for a second cause <laughs> you know, I didn't think it'd be him. I thought it might be Mike Davis or, you know, some of his production team, but it was him. So, uh, right it was really cool to, to go on there and, and, um, and also just all of us car store guys and, and everybody else got to be a part of that race. Um, share that moment with him. And, and I know you of course were there and I think anybody that was there and got to see Dale really got to see him pretty much act like a kid. I mean, he was yeah. absolutely having the time of his life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's cool. I think that, um, I think that he'll experience something similar at Florence. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that, and I think you'll agree with this is he just wants the racers to treat him as racers, you know, and, and they want to be treated the same way. Uh, wanted to also kind of segue into to somebody else on that social media platform that's done a lot for the cars tour here in 2022. You got the opportunity this past weekend to uh, be the featured driver uh, on kicking asphalt with Boo Carlisle. And uh, obviously he's followed Jansen March banks around, um, um, for uh, the good, the better part of the first of year, been with Carter Langley for a few weeks here. Got the opportunity to work with you this past weekend. Why don't you talk a little bit about that experience and what that what that was all about on Saturday? Yeah, so you know I had um, been following Boo and, and like you said, the kicking asphalt log there for a while, and just what a great job he does with that. And and then obviously, uh, as you said, you know he kind of started off the year with uh, Jansen, and so us having some ties with you know running uh, Jay Hedgecock and Cameron Hedgecock their chassis. Um, you know, obviously got to meet Boo and, and, and get to know him a little bit better. Uh, and then I would say probably this year, um, mainly through a, a team member of ours, Colin, uh, you know, been around Carter quite a bit and, and, uh, Carter's girlfriend's family actually just lives not too far down the road from me and my fiance. So around him quite a bit and Boo, uh, said, Hey man, you know, we're going to be at South Boston, uh, around your and Lee's, you know, home track. What do you, what do you say? And I said, man, I'd love to. So, uh, he just does such a great job with, with that, like I said, and, and makes it fun. And, uh, you know, was had always wanted to have the opportunity to do something like that and uh, just had never been approached. So as soon as he, you know, reached out about it, was uh, really happy to do it. And uh, I think he enjoyed it so much. Matter of fact, that night uh, on his way uh, back to Durham with you, he uh, he reached out to me and said, let's run it back at Florence. So uh, I'm going to awesome. be – he's going to come on board at Florence, and we're going to do it all over again. And so uh, that will be a big weekend for sure. So I will have to ask, and I didn't actually get the opportunity to partake in this, but uh, Boo told me that um, Lee Pulliam's father – uh, is quite the cook and had some chicken and dumplings. I don't know if you had any of these chicken chicken and dumplings on Saturday, but apparently they were phenomenal. I did. So I actually did get a, a little <laughs> bit right before the pro race. Uh, I got over there and got some, and it was it was it was pretty spectacular and uh, perfect for that kind of day. You know, it was really cold that morning, yeah. warmed up for a little bit, and then by the time the pros took the green, it was starting to kind of cool off again. So. Uh, but man, it was, it was good. So yeah, he, he spot on with what he told you for sure. So is that something that you guys do on a regular basis with, with, with Lee Pulliam? Is that something where, you know, uh, you guys have somebody cook for you guys or bring food to you guys uh, on race day? Yeah. Uh, in the past, um, before the pandemic and then just obviously, you know, him and his business, we actually had, uh, Robert Bondurant out of Chase City, Virginia with Bondurant Brothers Distillery. He's a big racing fan and he would come around and cook and, 
uh, that his dad got sick and, and actually just passed away here a couple weeks ago. And so Robert hasn't been able to make it to the racetrack with us this year. But uh, so honestly, I've uh, got to give a big shout out to my fiance. It's normally for the guys, Chick-fil-A sandwiches or something like that. But uh, she makes sure to keep them fed. And uh, like I said, this weekend, Stort brought chicken and dumplings in a crock pot, big old pot of it. And uh, so, like I said, that was uh, nice for a change. And uh, I think it made it easier, like I said, just uh, being right down the road from home. Uh, Brandon, wanted to talk to you a little bit about, obviously, you'll be back again next year with, with Lee Pulliam running in the Cars Tour again in 2023. Uh, an announcement that was made last week, uh, last Tuesday, as a matter of fact, that, that Brendan Butterbean Queen will, will be a teammate of yours at Lee Pulliam Performance in 2023 on the Cars Tour. Uh, wanted to get your get your insight on that and, um, and, and you know, are you excited about it? And, and, and what, do you, what do you guys know about each other? Yeah, so obviously I've I've raced against Brendan uh, since I started racing. Um, you know, obviously he's he's ran for his family team uh, for a long time, and um, you know back then um, I think really and truly I, I only raced against him once in sixteen, and that was at Martinsville. Seventeen, I believe, was maybe the South Boston two hundred lapper, and uh, I guess it would have been Martinsville again, and then maybe the Myrtle Beach four hundred. So really didn't get a chance to start racing him much uh, until two thousand nineteen. Uh, and even then that was just a few times that, that he would come down to either South Boston or be at, at, uh, Langley for the Hampton heat and whatnot. And obviously I think it goes on, you know, without saying over the past couple of years, Brennan and his crew chief, Phil Warren, and like I said, their family team have, have, uh, kind of branched out a little bit, ran some car show races, Butterbean obviously won the car show race at Langley this year, had a strong run going at North Wilkesboro before the hood come up on him. And, um, so I got the phone call and, and Lee let me know that, that, um, you know, that that was a possibility and, and then it came to fruition, obviously. So, um, I do think it's going to be good. Um, you know, it goes without saying we have struggled a little bit this year. Um, it's not been from a lack of effort, uh, really and truly. And I know you can attest to this. Anybody that has anything to do with the cars tour, whether you're a spotter, crew member, family member, uh, crew chief, sponsor you know anything and everything girlfriend wife that has to do with it you know what entitles with the car store and, and the competition that that's going to be every single weekend it's so, so hard man it's it is so man it's, yes sir i mean it's just it's tough and so you know it's like the other night i, I finished 11th but we passed 14 cars so i felt like i won the dang race you know i mean yeah. it's just passing 14 cars in a car store race is close to unheard of i mean um it's just it don't happen much anymore because everybody's so tight you know the cars and technology and everybody has just gotten their cars so much better and the drivers have gotten better and it's just tough so i think brendan uh obviously you know they run hedgecock cars we run hedgecock cars uh brendan has been one of the hottest uh late model stock racers uh on the east coast here of the past couple years i believe his championship this year was his third i can't remember if it was three in a row but i know it was his third yeah yeah so you know and and langley uh you know i know you've been up there that's that's a tough little joint to get around too so uh and he's been the man up there and uh you know, like I said, when the car store came to town, he was the man that night. So, um, I think it's going to make us better. Um, like I said, I haven't gotten to be around him a lot, but he's just, he seems like a, a, a great guy, uh, that loves to race, got a good personality. Uh, you know, for the most part, like I said, I haven't raced with him much, but you know, he and I have never had a run in. So, you know, yeah. from, from what I can speak to a clean racer uh, and a hard nosed racer. And, uh, you know, I just think having somebody else come in that has had some success, like I said, again, uh, in similar equipment 
uh, is just going to make us stronger and, and give us a notebook to build on. And, um, you know, I think these days in the car store, the bigger your notebook can be, the better off you and your team is. And that's my next question. Again, we're talking with Brandon Pierce on the Stickered Up podcast. You know, you've 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 had teammates for the majority of your racing career. Obviously, you, when you started at Nelson, Bobby McCarty was a teammate. Uh, you had Jonathan Schaefer as a teammate over at Lee Pulliam, and you've had Corey Heim as a teammate. Um, you know, uh, off and on this year. Um, do you feel like the, that gives you guys a little bit more of an advantage head of the racetrack when you've got two race cars and two really good race car drivers with the same goal to win races? I think it does. Um, you know, I, I think every situation is a little different. Um, so like, for example, uh, I don't, I'm not just saying this because I view him as a, as a younger brother that I've never had and, and obviously a teammate, but you know, I think Corey Heim, it goes without saying that that young man is just one of those talents that comes along every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, he's successful in about anything he gets in and he's just a heck of a wheel man. So, um, a lot of times Lee can just throw a setup at him and he's going to go get speed out of it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think that just speaks to, to him and the style of driver he is and, and just the, you know, like I said, he's a wheel man. So, um, and then obviously, as you said, you know, Jonathan Schaefer, uh, you know, next year will be Brennan. And then I, you know, as you said, when I was starting out at Nelson, you know, I had Bobby McCarty, who's obviously, uh, a very established uh, race car driver, particularly in the car store. So, um, you know, those guys helped me, uh, and I feel like I've helped them as well. And so, yeah. you know, back to your question, I think, I, I don't think it hurts you. Uh, everybody's just got to jive together. And obviously that all, uh, comes from, from a good team morale and, and foundation and, and Lee Poyan performance, uh, is a great place for that. And, and Lee, you know, does a great job of that. And, and like I said, you know, I, I think I showed anybody that's seen the, the South Boston 200 race, uh, unfortunately, when, when Corey and, and Jacob Borsch got together, you know, um, I just want to win. And it doesn't matter if it's myself or, or one of our team cars, you know, at some point throughout the, the week or or year, I've, I've put my hands on every single one of the cars that come out of our shop. And so, you know, I feel like it's a piece of me. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of hard work and money and time and effort that goes in. And uh, at the end of the day, I just want the hardware to come back to the shop, regardless of who it is. Obviously, I, I want to win races, but uh, the end goal is if there's more than one car fielded in the show, that, that the trophy comes back to, to LPP. Well, Brandon, I know, as you mentioned, takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of effort, a lot of energy. Also takes a lot of people uh, as far as partnerships and sponsors. I want to give you an opportunity to thank those people that help you get to the racetrack each and every week. Yeah, well, first off, you know, I just want to kind of back up for a second, um, you know, I want to give a big kudos to you. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys touched on it uh, on the last podcast or not, but you went out on a limb and and put on a show here um, with Mr. Perrier and and Terry Deal and and his team at at, uh, my favorite racetrack uh, at Orange County Speedway here the other weekend. And I just want to thank you personally for that. meant a lot to be able to go back into old faithful eye caller and, and, and turn some laps and, and put on a great show that night. So I just wanted to, to thank you and GXS and per your tank lines, everybody that, that had a part in that. Um, as I said, you know, you guys took a chance and, and I think it was very successful for you. And I just appreciate you letting me be a small part of it, but I couldn't come to the racetrack, uh, without Thunder Road, Harley Davidson, Crossroads, Harley Davidson, Fremont properties, Grand Atlantic ocean resort, Mincy's Graphics, Amonzi Marble and Granite, 
Discount Oil Co. Um, you know, all those people play such a big part in getting us to the racetrack. They've stood by me pretty much my entire career. Um, you know, off that list that I just named to you, I think there's only one of them that hasn't been with me since 2016, and that one's been with me since 17. So, pretty incredible and remarkable. And you know, to do something like this, it, it takes having people like that that are behind you and are faithful to you through the ups and the downs. Especially a year like this where we've had more downs than ups, but you know, all those people love racing as well and, and are committed to myself and, and, and what, you know, my morals are and, and how committed I am to it and, and to go back to the racetrack even on weekends, you know, after having mishaps. So uh, also, you know, got to give a big shout out to uh, Hedgecock Racing Chassis, Kowalski Racing Engines, um, you know, for being partners of ours and, um, you know, providing great cars and and uh, steam under the hood. And, and then, like I said, just everybody at Lee Point Performance, you know, Lee took a chance on me back in uh, 2019. I got the phone call in December of 18 that uh, he was looking to take a step back if I was willing to come and drive for him. We've been together ever since. And, uh, you know, obviously anybody who's followed that uh, relationship, I won in my first race with him. Uh, we haven't won since, but it's not been from a lack of effort. We've come close many, many times, and uh, I hope to either finally kick that monkey off our back at Caraway here in a couple weeks or maybe even at Florence uh, to close out the year. But uh, regardless, I'm just blessed to have the opportunity, as you previously stated during the show, that uh, I will be back next year. And uh, that within itself is, is a blessing, and I'm honored for the opportunity and uh, looking forward to what the future holds. Well, you got you got a little bit of a little bit of work to do in the off season. You've got a uh, you've got a, a soon to be bride. You're getting married. Is it December? That's correct. Yep, getting married in December. So, uh, and it's it's such a joy to, to to see you guys at the racetrack each and every week. And and I'll, I'll tell you, man, it's. It, it means a lot when when your spouse supports you in what you do, and, and there's no doubt um, that yours does that. So, um, best of luck next weekend at Caraway and into Florence. And uh, hey, man, like I tell everybody, you go out there and win at Caraway next weekend. We'll have you back on, and we'll talk about Florence. I'd love to do it, Stephen. You know, pleasure always talking to you, man. I've uh, gotten to know you pretty well over the past couple of years, and uh, it's always a pleasure. Big supporter of of what you're doing for short track racing uh, behind the scenes and hands-on. You know, I don't think a lot of people understand exactly how involved you are, but like I said, I get to see you every weekend that we're at the racetrack, and, uh, you know, you're not afraid to get in there and get your hands dirty and, and make it happen. So just kudos to you and, and all of your team and everybody behind you at, at GXS with your rap side of things and your sign side. And uh, obviously everything you do, uh, having the Stickered Up podcast, just can't thank you enough for what you do for short track racing, man. Well, we'll see you at Caraway, man. Best of luck to you. That's Brandon Pierce, driver of the Lee Pullion Performance Late Model Stock Car on the Cars Tour. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. We'll come down pit road. Sticker up. We'll wrap up this edition. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel.
for custom CNC sheet metal design and fabrication. GeoCut, aluminum, stainless, mild steel, parts, gussets, tabs, assemblies, and more. GeoCut, South Boston, Virginia. Large and small batch powder coating, media blasting, surface conditioning and finishing, and much more. GeoCut, 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. GeoCut, 434-201-4824. Adam Zirkle, Performance Technologies, video overlays powered by race trays. Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every car. Every available car. at every Cars Tour event. New for 2022 Tracks on IT services and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends. Contact Adam Zirkle, 434-222-8947. That's 434-222-8947. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Hey, this is Chad McCombie, driver of the number 16 Aaron's Ford and the Cars Late Milestock Tour. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. White flag this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We close out the 2022 campaign next Saturday at the Pereer Tank Lines North-South Shootout at Caraway Speedway. Optional test day on Thursday, then practice starts on Friday. We will preview this all next week in next week's edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. But Saturday afternoon is when we will take the green flag, the Pereer Tank Lines North-South Shootout. Cars Tour Pro Late Models run for 100 laps. 602 Modifieds for 50. The Cars Tour Late Model Stock Cars for 125. The Smart Modified Tour will wrap up the festivities with 125 laps. General admission for this event, $40. You can also catch this on Pit Road TV. Again, we will preview this race in next week's edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. I want to thank all those folks that help Stickered Up come to you each and every week. Solid Rock Carriers, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, Bryant Shock Technology, Pit Road TV, Furniture for Less, Adam Zirkle Performance Technologies, and GeoCut. I also want to thank our friends here at Broadcasting Experts, Dave Perkins and Morgan Patrick, for making us sound good each and every week as we come to you from the Broadcasting Experts studio. That's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dunn. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts. Oh, my God.